Did somebody, did somebody break your heart? Looking like an angel, but you're savage, love. When you kiss me, I know you don't get two folks. But I still want that, you're savage, love. Alright you guys, welcome to the Broners Podcast. This is your host, the Brodette, Ash, and I have with me my soul sister and fellow <laughs> former co-worker. I have India. Hey, hi Ash, always good to see you and talk to you. You as well, thanks for joining us. For yes. all the things. Born on the same day. That's right, only I'm a little bit older by a little bit. <laughs> What? Not okay. First of all, Botox can't even tell. Right, we're the same age as far thank as Botox you. is concerned. Thank you so much, Botox, <laughs> for all you've done for the community. Oh, Sponsored yeah. by Botox. Yes, this uh, podcast is brought to you by Botox. Yeah, fixing nurse RBF since uh, always. Yeah, fixing my triage face since you know <laughs> life. Um, anyways, so today we want to talk to you about nurses dating doctors because India is, <laughs> I have a degree in it. She has a degree. She's her master. She's actually working on her doctorate at the moment. It's fine. Yeah, I am. And dealing with difficult physicians. So here we go. All right. God, where to even begin? Give us, give us your dating background, India. We all want to know. Okay, well, I'm 32, so it's quite extensive. Um, (laughs) In my younger ER, you know, go around days, it was a little more um, intense. But the reason I actually met you, Ashley, was because I was moving with my ex for his fellowship. And we, I ended up moving to the same city. We worked in the same hospital, and then we found out we had the same birthday. And then we were soul sister best friends since then. So he was a cardiology fellow. And we moved together. We'd been dating six months. So obviously I was making really good life choices overall. Um, Always good to move for a man. Yeah. it's. I mean, if you're in doubt, just do it. Because (laughs) the worst thing that can happen is that it doesn't work out and you meet a bunch of cool friends. So I don't know. Where's the downside? Look, I'm not complaining. It worked out for me. Me too. I worked my dream job in trauma. And, uh... Well, obviously that didn't work out. Uh, We were there for a year and uh, we broke up. Fellowship was rough. And uh, we continued to live together for a year after we broke up, which was, you know, 10 out of 10, can't recommend enough. The healthiest decision I've ever made for myself, (laughs) for sure. Was not psychologically damaging at at all. At all. (laughs) You know, and it was a one-one. We literally slept in the same bed, but we're like roommates. You know, it, it was not, there was nothing, no hanky-panky, no shenanigans, you know, whatever. It was, you were there for it, Ash. It was, it was, it wasn't mind Fucking, fuckery at all. No. Yeah, no, it was great. It was really healthy. 10 out of 10, if you're going to move with a guy and then you guys break up, totally still live together. It It's really healthy. It's worth um, it. It's so worth it. And then... I started grad school where we were peers, Ashley, you and I. It was great. And um, I was like, this is great. I'm going to date grad school. I am here to date grad school. I'm never dating doctors again. Never sought out to date one. I'm for sure never moving for one again. For sure. 
never moving for one again unless we're engaged or married. Yeah, absolutely not moving again. So I'm getting ready to start grad school, date grad school. I It's my last weekend in our old city. I'm getting ready to move back home with my parents as a 31-year-old, which is every 30-something-year-old's dream. And I'm having a last weekend out. I'm at brunch. I'm drinking margaritas, having a shot of tequila. I get this meme texted to me, something about Four Locos. You know, I was all about that. I didn't know what number. I didn't know who it was. I had to look up the area code. I still had no idea, but I was like, you know, I'm just going to keep texting this number back and see what happens. Well, I kept doing that and doing that, and um, we were soulmates, you know, by the end of it. I was like, I don't know who you are, but that tequila had decided that... Um, this person was we were great. meant to be we were meant to be and I put him in my phone as future husband um again tequila type that not me and uh turns out it was one of my best friends one of her co-residents so not only have I had I broken one of my rules of never dating a physician again um fast forward a year I ended up moving for him so I learned from my life lessons but once I'd moved two weeks later we got engaged and uh you know here I am so no one's complaining no I'm not complaining not all complaining. the steps yeah all the steps led me here but um all paths led to him they did oh they my god did. I'm gonna barf I know but I'm gonna I love barf it for me too Ugh, but so nauseating I could not be more ecstatic I know he's great you guys are perf yeah he's he did it, and he proposed in a sombrero, so you know it's true love. It is true love. And tell us, what what kind of doctor is he? He is an OBGYN, so he's a pussy doctor. I mean, does it get any fucking better than that? No. No, it does not. I mean, come on. Yeah. One time he was really, really tired, and um, someone asked him a medical question. He said, I don't know, man. I'm a pussy doctor. And I, you know, I didn't know that I could fall more in love, but I did. Right. We didn't know it was possible to love you any more than we already did, but right. I love him for that as well. I mean, I don't, I haven't even met him yet and right. I'm already obsessed with him, so it's fine. <laughs> Me too. It's fine. But, uh, so yeah. like, what do you guys talk about when you guys come home at the end of the day? Like you're a nurse, he's a doctor, you both work in the healthcare field. Mm-hmm. You guys, I mean, it is a little different because being that he's a pussy doctor and all, yeah, you know, it's a little different than what we do in the ER, but right. You know, how, how does that go at the end of the day? Um, sometimes we talk a little bit about work. Sometimes we talk a lot about it. Sometimes we don't talk about it at all. I think that's one of the advantages of dating someone who is medical as well, is that you can talk about these things. Like, Ashley, you and I have seen some heinous shit in the trauma bay. fucking shit. We have seen shenanigans. We have seen things we never want to see again. And it's nice to be able to talk to someone else about that those sort of mutual experiences when you come home but you know you always have your friends to talk about it with as well and I think that is an advantage to it a disadvantage is um he's just tired all the damn he all the time all the time always wanting to sleep but that's resident life I mean uh, yeah that's yeah. that's the resident life is you are going to be in a chronic state of fatigue mm-hmm. probably for the rest of your life yeah forever you never catch up you'll just be like, you'll just be tired with more money when you become an attending exactly exactly <laughs> and like even then people think they make all this money but then it you know a lot of it ends up you know you have malpractice insurance you have there's so much Student to it loans, people, dear god yeah people poor uh, dear god is right 
between the two of us. I know. We're <laughs> we completely fucked. fucked. It's fine. It's gonna go well. Like everything's we fine. All the debt. Combine that, that student debt, out. honey. Right, exactly. I'm like, oh, you want this? You can have it. Your debt is my debt, bitch. <laughs> right. Grad school is not cheap. No. Uh, yeah, people, I think, kind of romanticize the idea. They're like, oh, a nurse and a doctor, how cliche. I'm like, first of all, how dare you? Second of all, um, it's not as romantic as you think it is. Like, most of the time, we're just laying on the couch and snoring. Like, that's the reality of it. Um, I don't know. I've never wanted to date anyone that I work with and or, I mean, I can't say I've never been like, oh, Zam, that Zaddy's hot, you know? Right. Okay. However, yeah. comma, um, I've never, well, let's be fair. Let's rewind. I have been in a relationship since I was 16 years old, married my high school sweetheart. So I've always been in a relationship. Um, we were dating, engaged, and then married all throughout my nursing life. So maybe if circumstances were different, maybe I'd be dating somebody in healthcare. I don't know. Um, he... I can't say that he loves being married to a nurse because <laughs> we all know that we're a bit of a, we're a, we're a lot sometimes. It can be a lot to, to be with somebody who, like you said, like see some shit, like we go through it at work and that's why I think our bonds are so close with our friends at work because yeah. we are literally wiping ass together and... <laughs> you know, sometimes doing some more horrific things together. And, you know, I just think it really brings people super close. And I think it's hard for someone who's not in healthcare to understand that because he has always been like, oh my God, you you and your work friends are like, even if it's like dudes, you know? Right. You guys are all like so close. Like it's like, it's hard to not be weirded out by it. Like if you're not in it, you know what I mean? Like I, <laughs> I we're all slapping each other's asses constantly. Right. Like wildly inappropriate, like a complete HR nightmare. Yes. And I get it. Like if I was on the other side of that, I would be like, fuck. But he doesn't understand because he doesn't do what we do. Mm-hmm. And honestly, sometimes that's nice uh, because when we come home, we don't, He'll be like, how's your day? It was great. I don't really want to talk about all the ins and the outs because, A, he's probably not going to know what I'm talking about anyway. Um, And, B, he's not the kind of guy that wants to hear about those things. (laughs) He's like, oh, God, I didn't need to hear that. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, sometimes it's nice. Yeah, sometimes it's – well, here's the thing. My mom's a nurse practitioner, so – guess what? On my way home, I call my mom and I vent all my medical word vomit all up on her, all how the day went and how shitty it was typically. (laughs) (laughs) Or like, how was your day? You know what? It wasn't that shitty. I can't complain. And then other days it's like, you know, mom, it is how it always is. Fucking shithole. I mean, it's the ER. It's pandemic. It's six Mm -hmm. years in and I'm fucking tired but other than that it's just wonderful it's a blessing love it so much um right I love the drunk and homeless those are my people those are my people yeah and there's nothing better than an ICU patient that is also needy and not in like the I'm an ICU patient and I'm needy because I'm ill way like yeah I neglect myself and that's why I'm an ICU patient to begin with and now you're going to cater to me Oh, actually, visual representation of how my day went the other day. Hold on. 
I'm going to pull this up for you so you can experience this firsthand, India. I can't wait. This is totally legal. All right, hold on a second. Most trusted profession. All right, I found it. Let's see here. <laughs> I just want you to read my comment here. I love reading If you comments. can see it. Patient putting hands in staff face. Patient shouting, do you want to see this pussy? Yeah, so that yes, was a always. visual representation. always want to look at that. You know what, ma'am? I'm going to be honest. <laughs> the odds of yours being better than mine are real slim. Uh, I'm going to go with no thank you. Literally, all day, it was, I shit you not, I swear to God, we were running like a fucking psych ward. We had like three Baker Acts all at the same time. And for those of you that do not live in the state of Florida, a Baker Act is an involuntary hold on someone who is either homicidal or suicidal. And this lady was homicidal AF. And she was like, you want to see this pussy, bitch? You want to see this pussy? And we were all just like, oh my God, like, no, what are you saying? Ma'am. Ma'am, put your pussy away, please. Put your pussy that you're claiming is a basilisk away, because if I look at it, I will turn to stone and I will die. How dare you? How dare you? How dare you threaten me like that? Don't you threaten me with your pussy, because disgusting. (laughs) I feel like your man, you you need to tell him all about this. Oh, and he, I wonder if he's he ever had this it. experience with a crazy, oh. like, has he ever had, I wonder if he's ever had to examine, because God bless labor and delivery. She was 30 weeks pregnant and, uh, yeah, bringing a child into this universe. Anywho. Good. Fit parent. All about that. Everything's fine. Totally taking all her psych meds. And yes. um, anyways, they came down to evaluate her and they were like, my God, <gasps> Jesus Christ. 2020 making a comeback for real. So I wonder if he's ever had to examine a oh, so many or like total psychos pussy. Oh, all the time. These are the stories that I love to hear. Um, so he just told me this one. Uh, he was delivering a woman and this was like her fourth kid since he has been a resident. The residency is four years and he's in his fourth year. So uh, she's, she's fertile and, uh, you know, they were, they delivered her, they handed her the baby and, uh, you know, he's sewing up her vagina laceration and, uh, she is pouring Cheetos into her mouth and Cheeto dust is getting on the baby. Please stop. Please stop. (laughs) Mom of the year. Mom of the year. They're like, wow, this baby's really jaundiced. No, that's just the Cheeto crumbs. Just wipe them off. (laughs) That's just Cheeto dust. His Billy Rubin's fine. Just wipe the Cheeto dust off. Put them in a window. Oh, wait. (laughs) Cheeto dust. Cheeto dust. So gross. Lord have mercy. God bless that man. Yeah. Um, Yeah, and he just goes with it. Yeah, like we all do. I feel like that's just like what I'm in a chronic state of like my whole life is, you know what? I'm just going with it. Right. And people are like, you know, how is the pandemic? How are things? And like, it's just, it's going. Things yeah, are just, we're here. We're here. We're sticking it out. We're still yeah. here. God bless us. Still trudging through. Just, God, Jesus. Anyways, so that's me. I don't have a significant other that is in healthcare. It can be quite nice. India has her man who is all up in the healthcare, all up in... I exclusively date people I work with, apparently. <laughs> Cheeto-dusted babies. and The best kind of baby there is. It's fine. And, um, yeah, so there's pros, there's cons. 
Franny brought up an interesting point here. He was like, you know what? Talk about this. Do you think a female doctor would date a male nurse? Like date, not fuck. That's different. Date. Because I've definitely seen overwhelmingly female nurses dating male physicians. Mm -hmm. I can't say I've seen a lot of female physicians dating male nurses. What about you? I feel like I saw that on Grey's Anatomy, maybe. Right. Something like that. But I... Like, real life, I don't though. think I've seen it. No. I've never seen it, actually. Um, pull the audience. I have no idea. Um, yeah, I have no idea. I've not seen that. Whoever is listening to this, however many five or six of you there are. <laughs> One of you One is, of a, you is a bro nurse. let us know. Exactly. Dating um, a doctorina over there. Right. So, uh, I can't say I've ever seen it. I have actually... I know of... Some female physicians who have banged some of the male nurses, but... Um, it's all they're good for. Right. You know, that's fine. The boosts, lifting patients, and... Oh, yes. The closet room bang out yeah. sesh. Although, Always a turn on. I need to know, India, because I don't know if maybe I'm just, like, naive or blind or what, mm-hmm. but apparently this happens in hospitals where people do sexual things in the hospital like between yeah. each other like nurses doctors whoever i don't know if maybe this happens more in like an on-call environment or like an or pacu environment but i have to be honest in the er i don't even have time to pee like let alone go fuck somebody in the closet so i need to yeah. know what you've seen and heard and what is the facts the facts here are the facts fresh from my mouth um i've never done anything nasty in a hospital I've heard of people doing it. These are rumors. I get so turned off at work because of the disgusting amount of filth that is going on that I I would be like sandpaper. There's no way. But no. I, I've heard of it happening. I've heard of like some stairwell BJ activity. I, I mean, I mean, like when is this happening? Like how how brazen do you have to be like is this like a middle of the night where like there's nobody around and the staffing is at a minimum or like i'm just having a hard time picturing like a midday fuck like random in the hospital i did hear a rumor but this has been confirmed by several sources one of which who was there for this but this is not something i witnessed myself it was at this hospital in which i used to work in the emergency department one of the doctors the male physicians and female nurses, surprise, surprise, they were both going through mutual divorces. And um, this nurse uh, wasn't known for her timely patient care. Um, so <laughs> She was slow and lazy. She was slow and lazy, but they were banging in the, like, priest room. What do we call those? <gasps> a chapel? No. Uh, where you go and you tell people their person's Oh, like a dead. grieving room. Yeah. Why can't I ever a grief remember? Room. Yeah, yeah, like a debrief room. I don't know. The room where you take people to let them know their family is dead. Um, not a good place. Not So, yeah. Not, not a place. Certainly not a place I would pick. Not a place to get it on. Like, Marvin Gaye has never played in that, that room. Ever. Yeah. And they were banging it out in there. And their mutual patient coded. And no one could find either one of them. Right. And uh, they, whatever, checked this room. They were in there. So... I heard that, but who knows? I wonder, and I, and you know what? I've never taken a close look at like the policy 
Like, yeah. is there a policy on that? Like, are, is that even technically allowed? Because I always feel that people are like, oh, that's not allowed. That'll be frowned upon by HR. And right. I mean, as far as the ER goes, I got to tell you, most of the ER like providers are not actually employed by the hospital. They're employed by a third party. So mm-hmm. I don't know that they can necessarily tell you that you can't do that. Right. Is it professional misconduct if it's behind closed doors? You if know, patients like, aren't can you watching? fault people is for it... getting it in? Right. Like, are we frowning upon it just in general as unprofessional behavior? Or is are we really only considering it unprofessional if we're doing it in the middle of the lobby? You know, right. giving a free show to entertain the masses waiting for their time. I feel like that would actually be the place and the time to do it. And, you know, I follow this um, Instagram page and I watch the stories and I have learned a lot about my fellow nursing community. Y'all are fucking gross sometimes, okay? I don't Y'all understand. Y'all bitches be nasty. I don't fucking understand. I would never, like even if I worked with my husband in the hospital, hospitals are so fucking gross, no. I mean, come on. Like, you can't find some other fucking time or place. And not to mention, like we discussed, it is wildly fucking inappropriate and unprofessional, especially when, like, people's lives are in your hands. Like, come on. That's... No. I understand I pooping like on company time. when I pee on the toilet. Exactly. I know you can't, but, like, I feel like I get an SCG just from walking into the ER. I cannot imagine wanting to fuck in there. No. Absolutely not. Or like, here, let me blow you? No. I mean, you can't fault someone for wanting to get it in. No, no, no. But there are better places. But there are better places, I feel, and maybe a better time. Like the shower after you've rinsed all the disgusting off. After you've burned your epidermis off. All the shit that I've walked through. Yeah. Exactly. After I've fully flayed my skin off from a shift. That's that's a great time. That is the time. And I can't blame people for wanting to date doctors or any of that because – there is something nice about, you know, having a mutual understanding of each other. Mm-hmm. And let's be honest, we spend a lot of time in the hospital. So it's only natural that you would meet somebody in healthcare that obviously they already share the healthcare, you know, thing with you. Yeah. Um, you know, and I you find something why. else. Yeah. And, and honestly, like I said, we are so all close. Meet. Because we all do these things together and it's not just nurses working with nurses, it's nurses working with doctors and, you know, working together and we're in such a close environment all the time mm-hmm. and we get super close. It's only natural. Like, I, I get that. Yeah. Um, it was just never a thing for me because I already had someone. But um, right. for all you people out there that want to date doctors, good for you. God bless you. Uh, I hope you like being alone a lot of the time. <laughs> I hope you're an independent person. Um, I love, I'm in school right now, and I love my alone time doing this. And um, so if you want to date one, I want you to seriously take a long, hard look at yourself and make sure you're not a needy bitch. Because if you're a needy bitch, this is not the route for you. This is not the route. This is not the route for you. And you better be self-confident. Yeah, exactly. And I would also encourage people to take a close look at how they met their significant (sighs) other because I have had a lot of nurses that met a Dr. A who was, like, married or something. 
Right. Okay. Find someone who's not married, first of all. First step. Right. Find someone who's unmarried. Okay. Preferably without an STD. Find right. one of those. Just one of those. Right. And then, um, yeah, I mean, I don't feel bad for you if you, like, were the hoe. Okay? Right. And then you ended up getting with this doctor and lo and behold, he finds some other hoe. Mm-hmm. And now you're being cheated on. I, f- I feel like I see that quite frequently. Yeah. Um, that happens a lot. So I would just be really weary of... Just paying close attention to how you met your significant other. If it wasn't via text, um, you know, with a meme right. about Right, while you're local, drunk at brunch. Right. Yes. And, you know, you didn't, like, break up a marriage or something. Okay. Right. I have full backing and belief that this will be forever. However. Thank you. Thank you. If it was another situation that maybe you're not proud of, just always remember that however they met you, they can meet somebody else. Mm-hmm. So just be careful. And that's with everything. That's not with just doctors. But I feel like there's doctors that have a reputation for kind of like sleeping around. And it's not even just doctors too. Firefighters, paramedics, police officers. I feel like they get a bad rap. I don't know Basically, if it's for a reason, but. Right. If you are um, available to the public for their welfare um, and their safety and their health, you probably a hoe. You probably a hoe. Look, we all have an inner hoe. We all a hoe. We all hoes. Right. We're all hoe for show. I know Just... some of our bros used to be hoes. They were bro hoes? They were bro hoes. Faux show. Mm. I don't know. Scott's locked down now. They're retired. I think Freddie and Chris are still available. Oh, they still hoeing? I think they still hoeing. They still I think hoeing. they want to be hoeing. I don't know if they're hoeing, but I've never oh. met a man that didn't want to hoe. <laughs> <laughs> So ho, ho, ho. <laughs> I ho, ho, hope they get their hoe on. I don't know, yeah. girl. I don't know. I think I love calling guys hoes. I think it's hysterical. Look, I just can't. All right, let's switch. Let's switch gears. Let's talk yeah. about dealing with difficult physicians. And I can only imagine, like, God forbid you you had a, you were in a relationship with a physician that you worked with. Oh, God. And you, like, disagreed on a patient, like, patient care or something. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Like, the reason number 737 right. not to work with a doctor or not to be in a relationship with a doctor you right. personally work with. At least your man, you don't, like, work with him, you know? Right. I just consult him. Right. Down to the you've ER. Just, you've it. been consulted. I just thought of a couple, female physician, male pilot. Yeah, I think that counts. All right, so we had a female doctor dating a pilot for like an air crew, one of the airlifting crews that we used to work at. Um, yeah, that counts. Yeah, they're married now. Though. But fuck, that's, that, is, that is one relationship. That's it. Right. Just one. Yeah. And they didn't meet all suspect either. I'll no. put that out there. It was kind of like no. you and... Your guy. Right. It was... For Locos and Tequila. Right. The foundation of every good relationship. 100%. Okay. Sorry. That did pop in my head and I did have to speak to it. No, I I appreciate that because I was Mm -hmm. like, wow, I don't know a single fucking one. That just seems weird to me, but... um, (laughs) I know. Yeah, it just seems weird. There is a double standard here for sure. Faux show. And why do we think that is? Do we think female doctors think that that's like below them or are they just like less hoey or? Oh, I know some really hoey female doctors. I do too. Some of the most biggest hoes I know. That's true. I'll retract my statement. But um, what do we think that's about? 
I don't know. They don't want to date down, quote. Or maybe they just don't have time to date. That's fair. I don't know. Or they date and it's just not working out or they don't want to date their coworkers. And let me be clear, I don't think they're dating down. I'm just I'm just throwing it out there that this is a possibility that this could be a reason why they right. don't. This and don't is what act they like think. you people aren't thinking it. Everyone's thinking it. And I've met some female doctors, I will tell you, that are even they're they're tough. Like they're tough as far as yeah. like um because I feel like females in the workplace have to prove themselves like constantly. Mm-hmm. Especially female doctors um, have to really, I feel like, prove themselves to their peers and so that they have this more of a chip on their shoulder and maybe more of an attitude sometimes. And actually, I find some of them a little more difficult to get along with than I have some of the the male doctors, um, which it should totally be the other way around. Like, Mm -hmm. women supporting women, V power, let's all be on the same page, no need to, you know... Yeah, swag the V around. Yeah, like let's all be friends. I don't understand. Um, I'd say for the most part, I was super cool with all of our female residents and doctors and whatever. But you know, there was a few that I was just kind of like, maybe you're like that just because you are a female and you have to prove yourself. I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. that's why you're not dating anyone. Period. Right. Yeah. Because <laughs> you yeah. have an attitude problem. But um, right. Anyways, or you know what? I feel like maybe it's tough for a man to date someone that they feel is like doing better than them. Some of the best ladies I know are female physicians, like one of my best friends, and they are such strong, powerful, beautiful, intelligent women. It's intimidating as hell. I get intimidated sometimes talking to them, you know, and they're my friends, and I'm still like, oh my God, did what I say was wrong? Did that sound stupid? Like going up and asking. A question. Right. And when, when we'd been out drinking in the other, you know, like we'd been out hanging out the other night. Please don't judge me. And I'm me. like, wait. I'm like, wait, don't judge me, but uh, is this is this like this? You know, and it can be intimate, but they're, for the most part, super understanding and nice and want to teach you, which is a good approach to take when you're, um, if you have a disagreement with a physician or you have a difficult physician that you're trying to deal with. Yeah, that's always um, my classic approach is I'll say, um, you know, I'm just trying to understand. Like, even if I'm straight up, like, I think what you're doing is fucking stupid and I have no idea why you would possibly be doing that and why mm-hmm. you're not doing X, Y, Z. But look, I didn't go to medical school. I'm just the nurse. But I'll walk up and just say, hey, um, I'm not sure if I missed something, but can you explain to me why we're doing X, Y, Z or why we're not doing X, Y, Z, you know, mm-hmm. um, if you can just, like, educate me. Like, I want to I wanna know. I want to learn. And, right. um, and then normally they'll be like, oh, oh, well, blah, blah, blah. And sometimes it's something that maybe they hadn't considered because – you know, they make mistakes too. Or Mm -hmm. sometimes it was something that, you know, I thought should have been a certain way. Or I just, I did miss something. Like uh, they told the doctor, you know, the story always evolves. Triage, we go in there, the doctor goes in there. And then, you know, it's like a whole nother fucking story by the end of the day. Third time's the charm. Exactly. So I think if you approach it in that way that you're kind of being respectful and you're not like, well, I don't agree. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. You can't take like, well, I've been a nurse for five years. I've seen so much because guess what? They were in med school for four, residency for at least three. They've seen some shit. There are some that don't see the things the same way you see them. So let's take a scenario. Let's say, uh, let's take an ER patient because that's what we know. So we have an ER patient who is hypertensive and let's say, 
you know, they're like 220s over 110. And totally um, fine. Yeah. Solid blood pressure. Solid. But their heart rate's like in the 60s, like low 60s. And they write for labetalol to, you know, for whatever reason, they write for a beta blocker and they, we'll say non-selective, we'll say they write for labetalol to help bring this pressure down. But they go in and uh, you're, the patient's like, yeah, I'm an asthmatic and uh, their heart rate's in the 60s and you kind of go, well, maybe hydralazine, maybe that would be a better option for this person. I don't know. So you just go up and you go, hey, I saw you ordered the beta law for this patient. Uh, I was just wondering what your reasoning was. You just have to go up as a wanting to learn because a lot of times that's what this is. You'd be like, hey, she told me her asthma is really, or you can do what I call prompting. And I term this myself. It's not official, but it's just kind of like information prompting. You walk up and you're like, yeah, her heart's rate, her heart rate's like in the 60s, low 60s, and uh, high 50s, and she was telling me how her asthma has been kind of uncontrolled lately. That way you're kind of hinting to them she has asthma, labetalol is probably not the best choice, and um, she could go more bradycardic. bradycardic. You just want to kind of do stuff like that, or maybe they've read some study and this is what you're going to do, but I think I think there's this big culture of, of like trying to dog on and one thing I, I don't like is in July when everyone says all this stuff like oh, they're all going to kill everyone like no they're not because we're there as an extra step to help prevent that and we're there to all learn from each other so you just have to figure out how to deal with these difficult people and a lot of times it's approaching them from a from a place of hey help me understand I just want to know why and I have learned so much that way oh 100% and I, yeah, and I think it goes both ways. I think, you know, if you show a willingness to learn and a, and a willingness to have respect, they have respect for you and they recognize also that, hey, maybe they actually know what they're talking about. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, I've had a lot of encounters like that. And I think as long as on our, our end, like the nursing end, you know, we're showing respect even to the new baby doctors because we were new baby nurses at one point in our lives. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to lie. I did some stupid shit and I'm sure I said some stupid shit when I first started too. Oh, and, for sure. You know, they don't let you forget it in, you know, the interim. But, you know, at some point everyone lets it go and, you know, you blossom into what, you know, who you are. And, you know, typically that's a good nurse. And just like these baby doctors all started from somewhere. And, you know, everyone has different starting places. Like there's some, you know, interns that you're like, you can really tell like, okay, they really know their shit. Like they're, they are, you know, and the ones that, that, you know, come to the nurses and say, hey, like, do you have any questions? Like I love nothing more than when a med student or a resident or whoever comes to talk to me and says like do yeah. you have any questions for me is there anything you want to add like because yes most of the time there is I do yeah. have questions and I do want to add something and it and it just it usually helps better you know the patient care and the relationship between the nurses and the doctors you know what I mean so mm-hmm. I think I think a huge part of it is that we have to start fostering that relationship like in the beginning and it's unfortunate because if these doctors these you know residents interns whoever have a poor experience at a hospital where maybe the nurses are like rude and they're Mm -hmm. not fostering like it's like the nurses eat their young but the nurses eat like the baby doctors right and they're mean to them instead of like welcoming them and being like hey i know that you're new like that's not really how we do that here let me Mm -hmm. you know I'm not sure you know whatever just approaching it in a respectable way like I've done that before like hey I know you know because we have interns that come from 
non-ER backgrounds that will do like you know, uh, they're doing their month in ER. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And, they, and they're ordering ridiculous They shit. do some really ridiculous shit. Vitamin B just million. No. And you're like, I don't even know what, what We don't even is. stock that down here. Like, yeah. Because like, we don't care. Yeah, I'm like, what? No. I don't, that's not affecting this. So, right. Yeah. And I it's, pull them aside. Like, I actually had um, one recently because we just really recently started um, having residents in our ER um just became a teaching facility and oh, it was a nice break i can't lie right but now you know they're back which is fine right. and um anyways this this patient i was calling report on who wasn't mine the typical and right. we i were was reading the h and p i was reading the, the things exactly yeah. i was reading the doctor's note to the icu and um i noticed like the patient was there for uh chest pain and she's a sickle cell patient, so, you know, they can have legit mm-hmm. issues. Absolutely. So, anyways, I noticed there was no EKG on file, and she had been there for, like, seven hours. Mind you, that's on the nurse. The nurse should, you know, make sure that that's addressed. But also, the person that ordered it should also be following up and making sure that things get done, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And the resident, oh, you know what it was? There was no EKG ordered, period. That's why there wasn't one done. Oh, it was never okay. ordered. For a chest? Pain? Right, who literally came in for a chief complaint of chest pain. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, because the resident yeah. had scurried in there and, you know, like, seen the patient, whatever, and all the things. And you know what? It's not just on that resident. Like, the nurse should know better. Um, however, comma, yeah. it wasn't done. And so I pulled the resident aside and I was like, hey, um, I'm sure you just got, like, really busy and didn't realize, but, you know, this patient came in for chest pain. And he was like, oh, but it's, like, musculoskeletal, skeletal. You know, it was, like, reproducible. And I go, okay. So, um, here in the ER, they have chest pain. Like, that's not a thing. You do an EKG. You know what I mean? Especially when they have, like, sickle history and they very well could have some sort of little coagulopathy situation going on. Right. So, anyways, he was like, oh, my God. Okay, thank you. Like, whatever. You know, whatever. So, I went and did the EKG. Thank God it was fine. Right. And I slid it over to him, like, all, you know, sleeky, sleeky, because I didn't want the attending to be like, are you just now getting a fucking EKG? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think from that point forward. Protecting. You feel protected. Yeah. Of I, babies I, you're helping raise. Exactly. And now he's like, I could very easily could have, like, put that little baby on blast and been like, hey, why was there no EKG? Like, are you kidding? You know, whatever. And the attending probably would have lost their shit. But that's not the kind of relationship you want to right. foster. You know what I you mean? You don't want to walk up like, hey, fuck nuts. Hey, dummy. Exactly. You get EKGs in this ER. I don't know what Mickey Mouse Club you graduated from. <laughs> but we be getting EKGs up in here. It says chest pain. You get it. I don't care if it's like a costochondritis. You still have to get EKG. it. Exactly. What Mickey Mouse Club you graduate from. Right. I can't. I, can't. I, I love know. saying that. I, I, I've never heard that and I love it so much and I can't believe I've... All the years we've worked together that I've never heard you say that. <laughs> and I love it. Because all of our residents that we helped raise and foster, foster were just little angel babies. They were. They were. I, I, we were blessed for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think dealing with physicians or any provider for that matter or coworkers even. Yeah. You know, um, trying to approach people with respect and, you know, even, like, the other day I had a resident that um, came down and was like, hey, um, you know, I'm Dr. So-and-so, yada, yada, which is fine, no problem. Um, yeah. Hey, I'm Ashley, the nurse. 
Yeah. Um, and, and I was like, here's my extension if you need anything. Because this was like an ICU patient and she was one of the intensivist in, um, residents. And, um, and I was like, what was your name again? You know, I wanted to know so I could like write it down on my little sticky note because that's how I live my life is sticky notes or nothing will get done. And, um, yeah, and she was like, you know, I'm, um, Stephanie. And I was like, no, what's your last name? And she told me her last name and I was like, okay, doctor. So, and so like, I, you know, I think it's nice that she told me her first name and didn't want to be like pompous and, and was a little, you know, like humble. Like she's a first year resident and was like, hi, I'm Mm -hmm. Stephanie. That's cool. I know your name is Stephanie now, but I will also call you doctor so-and-so when I'm addressing you in front of the patient and, over the phone and wherever you know what I mean it's just a show of respect so absolutely um, you know I think that's important too and of course obviously in the ER too like we get really close with our providers and whatever and we often call them by first name and that's comes with time and respect and whatever um but you know I think just having respect from the get-go like if you are a nurse that works in a teaching hospital God bless you. You're going straight to heaven. And (laughs) if uh, you've got baby doctors, just be nice to them. You know, they're just starting out. Unless they're, like, not humble and super douchey, put those motherfuckers on blast. Those ones you can put on blast all fucking day. I don't give a fuck. Eat them up. Yep. No fucks given. mm -mm. Sir. You are not walking up in here with that attitude. No. If you do not have respect for me, I do not have respect for you. And that is... That is nationwide is on your side that is all the way around like i don't give a fuck you know and that's mutualistic don't come down here and try and take our ultrasound machine either bitch because i will come for you i will will hunt you you down i will eat your babies don't you do not touch don't do it and then walk up like like we're friends you told me off earlier for nothing that was my fault wasn't even my patient i don't even Mm -mm. no bye get out of here get out of here get out of here with that get out of here with that give me my fucking ultrasound machine back bitch Please, for the uh, trauma that just arrived, in comes this resident who doesn't even know how to turn it on. I don't know. Oops, I did not mean to say that, but I did. But guess what? We will help that resident learn. Right. We will teach them how, and guess what? A beautiful friendship and of collegiality and respect initiated. And just a helpful hint. What you put up with, you end up with at the end of the day. And if you oh, like put that. up with needy fucking residents or you know, fostering this, like, their hands are fucking broken and they can't do anything for themselves, you will end up with an attending who has broken hands and can't do anything for themselves. Mm-hmm. And I implore all of you fellow nurses out there or whoever is listening, um, if you are in an environment like that where you have an opportunity to maybe make yourself look like an asshole just for a second, but sometimes, mm-hmm. like, you have to take the L and it's worth it because they will end up being better for it. Um, a lot of these residents, they just don't know, and we have to we have to show them. Like, we had a coworker, April, I love you, who would oh. literally not, it was not a thing. Like, oh, I'm sorry, like, you don't know how to do that? Okay, I'm going to show you so that you can do it yourself next time. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, that's what I, that's what April taught me. She, she exactly, taught me same like you have to do that like she's an amazing human for doing that because a lot of our residents I think have learned a lot of shit from her and Mm -hmm. you know just little things like I had someone come up to me the other day that was like hey when you have a minute can you bring the ultrasound machine into room 32 and I go I 
I was premenstrual overwhelmed. Welcome to the Bro Nose Podcast. But yes. I... Might all for all. Look, I was not having a good day. I was dealing with all sorts of bullshit nurses upstairs that were not taking a report on a patient that they had never met because they decided they weren't appropriate for their unit. So if you're that nurse, please stop doing that. It's fucking annoying. And anyways, I I was dealing with a lot of shit. And he could realize, like, anyone with eyeballs could see that I was dealing with a lot of things. And I just had a rescue pull up that I needed to go take a report from. And it was a whole thing. Anyways, and he was like, hey, when you have a minute, like, no rush. But could you put the ultrasound in room 32? And I literally gave him the nastiest a death stare I could possibly even muster from beyond my mask. Thank God I had a mask on even just to hide the other half of my fucking disdain for this man. Thank you again, Botox. Thank you again, Botox and masks. Actually, pandemic has been quite nice um, in that regard. And I looked at him and I was like, oh, do you not know where the ultrasound machine is? And he was like, oh, um, uh, I think it's in 18. I go, it is. Um, if you don't know where it is, like I can show you so that next time you can be self-sufficient. I was super fucking rude. I'm not going to lie, but guess what? He's probably never going to ask another nurse for another fucking thing, but he can fucking do himself ever Mm -hmm. again. Like, how dare you? I mean, I am in the middle clearly of like 10 things and you have the fucking audacity to ask me where something is that you already fucking know where it is. You were just too lazy to go Mm -hmm. fucking get it yourself. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. that that Mm -hmm. shit is not gonna fucking fly with me and Mm -hmm. I laid it the fuck down and guess what it's been months I have not been asked another fucking question from this man and it's not because you taught him to fish Ashley you know what you taught him to fish the way April does if you have time to come and ask me where to go get you something that you know where it is odds are you could have already gotten it yourself right I don't play that shit right that's the kind of shit that you need to lay down the law otherwise be nice and be welcoming however in those circumstances, you got to be like, oh, um, sure, let me help you so that next time you right. can do it yourself. And then most of the time they're happy to do so. They just right. didn't know and you really needed to just legit show them. I think they're, it's so new and it's so scary kind of first coming to a new place and like there's so much going on and you're, and you're kind of unsure of yourself. You're kind of like, oh my God. And it's kind of like deer in the headlights that the more like even those little things like um, teaching the residents in July where the urinals are kept. I, the sense of pride a lot of them felt when they'd come out and say, I gave him a urinal. I was like, yes, baby. Yes. Yes, yes, yes you did. Yes, my child. Yes, you did. And who showed you where they were in July? Probably April. <laughs> and guess what? I'm, I'm like, I will go, I will send that urine sample off for you right away. Right. There you go. Right fucking way. Thank you so yeah. fucking much. The joy on their face from being able to like be a little more self-sufficient. Yeah, and you know, you got to teach these people to be self-sufficient. You can't, it's easier sometimes to just do it for them. Please don't, because you are breeding these needy-ass people. Like, I came to a new hospital, and I am blown away by the amount of, like, catering we do to these physicians. I'm like, Jesus Christ, are your fucking arms broken? Like, I I just can't. I, I, oh, God, I need, like, a Xanax. I can't even. It, it's so whiny and so everything and I need, I need, I need, I need. You know what? You're neither than like a fucking toddler. You got to stop. Yeah. Like you, I need, I need, I need you to shut the fuck up. I need up you to shut the, I need. exactly. I need you to shut the fuck up. I literally, <laughs> at our old hospital that India and I used to work at, <laughs> I had this resident that came down from, I don't even know what fucking unit. Anyways, 
I was literally at the Pixis pulling meds. First of all, if that's sacred time, don't fucking interrupt me at the Pixis, okay? Or I'm going to yeah, make a I'm fucking counting, mistake. I'm counting fentanyl. You can fuck you off. You can fuck off because I'm going to create a discrepancy and then I'm going to have pharmacy up my ass. So just back the fuck up for a second, okay? Yeah. Anyways, so she approached me um, and was like, hey, I'm bed seven. I uh, need some ice. So I told him you'd get some. And I literally turned around, paused. <laughs> India knows. Yeah. The ice and water is directly yeah. behind me at this point where I'm at the Pixis. Your ass was probably grinding Touching on the ice the machine ice. while you were bending down to pick up meds and from the Pixis. Yeah. And lady had the audacity. I literally turned around and I go, oh. Okay, perfect. Well, the cups are right there and the ice is right here. So you're welcome to the machine as soon as I'm out of your way. Like, you think I'm going to stop what I'm doing? Patient care. To, are your hands broken? I literally wanted to be like, are your fucking hands broken? No. We And she was like, oh, um, okay, great. Yeah, thank you. Like, totally brushed off the fact that she thought she was going to fucking put that shit on me. Absolutely yeah. not. Mm-mm. Teach a man to fish. Please. Teach a lady to fish. Because mm-hmm. once they know, they know. And if you don't know? That's better than what I would have done, kind of. I probably just, like, if I didn't know him, I would have, like, stared at her and then turned around and stared at the ice machine. Stared back Turned around her. and stared back. I'd be like, well, uh, there it is. Well, there there it is. Oh, oh, how convenient. There's an ice machine right here. There's yeah. never been one here before. I don't even know when they put that there. But look. You have yeah. ice now. But the correct thing to do from now on is to go, here's here's the ice machine right here. I'm sorry. I'm pulling meds. I've got to give these. But here it is. And if you want water, help yourself. You just got to find ways to tell them. Just teach just them, find, teach just them try, try to find a nice way. Um, but mm-hmm. if they're being douchey, then you don't need to be nice. Yeah, if they're being douche wagons, just uh, stare at them, stare at the ice machine, stare back and go, how about it? Cowboy. How about it, doctor? Yeah. It always amazes me sometimes. Like, these doctors, they're so they're smart. They are smart human beings. They made it through fucking med school. They mm-hmm. made it through residency. They did X, Y, Z. But God, oh, my God. If they need something, it's like, oh, I need. I'm like, how did you get, like, how did you get through all this? You're a smart fucking person. You are not an idiot. Please, use all that brain God gave you and figure it out. Troubleshoot. Like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Never ceases to amaze me. What's wrong with it? I know. I just can't. Can you help me? This isn't working. I'm like, oh, my God. Why? Oh, oh, and if you're a doctor and you're listening or you're a resident or you're a provider or you're whoever, throw your fucking sharps away, okay? Oh, Don't you fucking dare leave that shit at the bedside for someone else to fucking pick up. You open that sharp, you fucking own that sharp. Okay, Mm -hmm. I will tell you, I think I can count on two fingers the amount of times I've embarrassed somebody on purpose, like for the purpose of being an asshole. And it was because a urology resident came down to drain a penis and um, left the room and was like, oh, um, there's like a little blood. I'm sorry. I have to go to the next patient. Like, I don't have time to clean up, like whatever. And I was like, "Okay, no problem. You know, like, I understand. Like, we work in. A very busy facility and I'm sure you do have somewhere else to be so like I got it no problem right I yeah. fucking walked in there and it was like a fucking te- like Texas chainsaw massacre there was blood <laughs> everywhere Dick there was blood. 
chucks a dick blood nonetheless exactly like even worse and it's all over the place the patient is like sitting in their own dick blood which is just just <laughs> drowning I mean, in dick blood no dignity whatsoever like they're what they're like just i just can't they're treading dick water and because <laughs> <laughs> i can't stay above anyways and then there's fucking sharps everywhere are you on crack so i literally that that poor urology resident came down like not even like a month later i saw him like mm-hmm. a month later and i was still harboring hate for this man and he oh sat God. down i was doing clinical I, I was doing clinical at the time so i was sitting in the doctor's area like with the docs because i was seeing patients with them and um like for grad school and um he sat down and i go oh you're the urology resident that came down here about a month ago and left your sharps and dick blood all over the room. How dare you? Left you left your dick sharps everywhere, dick Everywhere, blood. you fucking dickhead. And he literally looked at me with, like, the most... Like, this man was brown. He was white by the end of that. And he was like, <laughs> he was like, I'm so sorry. You know, blah, blah, blah. I tried to make an excuse. I was like, no, 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 no. I'm... No. Don't ever do that again. I was like, that is unacceptable. You have sharps. You own them. And you... And you, you toss them. And you don't leave someone in their dick blood, okay? I don't care what you have to go do. Like, give the give them a towel or something. Like, Jesus. Like, come on. Like, go, just have some, give them some humanity. Like, what is wrong with you? Sir, you have a dick. Do you want to sit in your own dick blood? No. Question. Question, Question. mark. No. Anyways, he was like, I'm so sorry. And I was like, and literally the resident walked away. And the doctor that I was doing clinical with was like, that was fucking savage. And I'm like, and he was like, I don't even feel bad for him. And I was like, neither do I because you deserved it. I'm sorry. Like, d- don't you dare. So right. there are certain situations in which the learning lesson needs to be on the other end Safety of your first. savage, your, your savagery. Yes. That's, I think that's, you know, in some cases you need, you need to lay it down. And I think in other mm-hmm. cases you need to be kind of gentle with these little babies. Mm-hmm. That's just how I feel. Or an old crotchety attending. I mean, I don't, you know, one time I was a baby nurse and I was working with this old crotchety attending. It's my first job in the ER. One of my first days on my own. I had this patient. He was old and demented and I needed him to pee. I'd straight cathed him, no urine came out like he was dry as a bone. So I tried to get urine and um, this doctor walks up to me in his little bow tie and his gray hair and he's like, Where's the urine on this patient? And I'm like, I straight capped him and nothing came out. Like, he does not have urine. He actively has zero urine in his bladder. Yeah. Uh, And I was really um, tired and exhausted and stressed because I was a new nurse. And um, I was like, he doesn't have any. And then he, like, said something else back. And I looked at him. And it was, you know, it was like 6.15, so I was not, definitely not having it. We were on the down. Ready to be, I, was, <gasps> I was getting ready to be a shift change. And I said, what do you want me to do? Ask the urine fairy? The moment it came out of my mouth. Oh, instant regret. I just stared back at him, and he stared back at me. I'm going to just go. And he stared back at me some more, and I just stared back, and I did not. Uh, didn't back down. Didn't back down. I I just stared right you back. Stood by that with comment. like deer in the headlights before Botox. So uh, my eyebrows were by my hairline, and um, he started laughing. Thank God. But that's not an appropriate way to deal with that um, situation. He laughed at me, and then we were friends after that. Um, 
Not appropriate, however it worked out. Right. So maybe don't deal with it that way unless they're kind of jokey and you're going to own it. Um, but a way to deal with that situation would have to would have been to stop at the, I stray cast and we didn't have urine, fluids are going in, I'll try again Some later. other time. I'm right. going to let the night nurse know. Yeah. I'll, I'll let the night nurse <laughs> Night shift problems. Hashtag night shift problems. NSP Sorry, night bitch. shift. We love yeah. you. We do love you. We do. Although sometimes I don't feel the love back, but. Right. You know it's what okay. I really wish? It brings me to another <laughs> thought that I just had recently mm. is um, when, uh, when you're, <laughs> I hate nothing more than when night shift will come out and act like they don't know, like, the name of the nurse that's taking care of the patients. Okay, we have a track board. We have Epic. You can literally see my name attached to the patients and to the rooms that you are assigned to. I feel it is night shift responsibility to find me. Okay? I'm usually I'm yes. I'm, I'm I'm waiting to be found, okay? Because I'm I don't trapped know with this heinous rescue. I don't know who is coming to take my zone, but you know that you're coming to take mine. So you right. should be actively seeking me out. And finding me and letting me get the fuck out of there, okay? And right. I do the same for the day for on when I'm on days and I come on, you know, at seven a.m. I'm actively yeah. seeking out that night nurse to let them get the hell out of there. And um, please, just just have some respect, right? Okay, you you saw that rescue coming into this room and you knew you were coming in this room. I wouldn't, cause I'm nice and I'm a hard worker and I care about patients. Okay. Bitch, you best be meeting me in that room. Don't get it twisted. No, don't get it twisted. And don't, this is not don't a night shift with station, I didn't but... know where you were. There were a finite amount of rooms I was in. I'm trying to leave. I wasn't meandering around the hospital for the fuck of it. Right. You come in all those rooms, you see which one I'm in. And then guess what? You got to peek at all your patients. I mean, I guess we should technically be doing bedside report. I like to do like a modified bedside, like I give yeah. the real story mm-hmm. on the outside because you always yeah. have to, there's always caveats. And then you go and in patients and, freak out. and you're like, this patient is so pleasant. Like yeah. they're a fucking nightmare. Yeah. Oh Anyways. yeah. And, and then they, maybe hopefully they're nice for them too. Yeah. But please, please, while we were on the topic, like just please find me. I'll come find you. I wish that I could know who was coming to take my zone. A night shift, I'm sure you wish the same for the day. I wish you, I bet you wish you knew who was coming to take your assignment because there's certain times where I'm like, you know what, this patient's like not in distress. They're fine. They literally just got dropped off at like 6.50. But, you know, if I know that, if I knew it was India coming to take my zone, Mm -hmm. I would go in there. I would do the line in lab. I would get shit started for her. You know what I mean? Because I know she would do the same for me. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Whereas if I knew uh, Barb was coming to take my zone and Barb likes to go and find a a cow and a printer and clean off her area and go wax her asshole in the bathroom before she comes and finds me for her fucking shift, then you know what? That person who's stable and whatever is going to fucking sit there and they can wait for Barb to do it. Because I'm not, I'm not going out of my way for someone who would not do the same in return for me. Like, it's all about respect and about mutual fucking, like, let's take care of this patient. Right. I don't understand. If you can't find me, I am in the bathroom waxing my asshole. Right. So, that's typically where I'm at. There's a delay, that's where I am. That's where I'm at. Because I want to make sure I'm crispy clean for, you know, my patients. I love it. Exactly. Those are my peeps. 
So, uh, recap on today's podcast. We talked about um, dating and healthcare, uh, specifically nurses dating doctors. Uh, India has, you know, a master's and is working on her PhD in the subject. Mm-hmm. She can tell you all about it. It's, I just told you about the ones I dated. It's only oh, worth it if you are willing to leave your hometown and move for them. Right. Um, <laughs> only if you're willing to break every rule. Yeah. If you're willing and, to and break. continue to do it at the expense of your mental health. Right. If you want to, as long as you're willing to risk your mental health and, yeah. um, you know. And you love being by yourself a lot. Then go for it. That's what we right. gathered from that. Yeah. Um, but she's engaged. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank um, you. will have a lifetime of love um, because he proposed in a sombrero and it doesn't get any better than that. No, it doesn't. Um, it's true love. And if you have a tough time approaching physicians that maybe you don't agree with or maybe they're new and they just need a helping hand, just be kind. Kill people with kindness. It really, honestly, the people that are actually assholes, it it makes them just want to die inside when you are so disgustingly nice to them. I, I that's that's what I've resorted to is I'm just mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm just really nice and I try to approach everybody with respect. And if you don't get respect back, that's one thing. They can go fuck themselves. Mm-hmm. But you know, if you approach with respect and you get respect back, then that's what it's all about. We need to be perpetuating love and joy and mutual respect in this profession right now because there is so much bullshit going on in this pandemic, in the world in general. It has to start somewhere. It might as well start with us. Also, please stop with the fucking TikToks. I'm over it. <laughs> did you see the did you see the meme I posted? Um I need to. Go the other look day. At it. Hold on. I need to um I'm gonna read it aloud for whoever's listening. Um, you're welcome if you are listening. It's fucking hilarious. I saw this meme and it says, baby, I'm 30. I'm not learning them hard-ass TikTok dances. You get in 36 <laughs> seconds of me twerking while my friends yell, hey, and slap my ass before I overheat and sit down. Yes, I was like, I, saw that. I, I feel that. attacked. Yeah. Um, let's be real. That's what's happening. Yeah. I'm not done. learning these fucking TikTok dances, okay? And no. now I feel like on the radio, all I hear is these TikTok songs and it, it like haunts me. I wouldn't even know a TikTok song if I heard it. I just want to listen to real music. Yeah, I, I don't understand. I don't get it. I don't know. If you're Let's learning all... these dances, God bless you. I, I feel like I don't have the mental capacity, A, to even learn them, and B, I, I'm not going to lie, I did try one time just for, like, shits and gigs. It didn't go well. It wasn't cute. Um, yeah. I over I overheated and I had to sit down, so... <laughs> I had to drink water. I had to drink. I had to, I had to hydrate mid TikTok dance because I just couldn't hang. You know? It's a young man's game, Ashley. It really is. It really is. And you know what? I've seen some of them and it's so, so sketchy. I, I don't know. I just don't get it. I mean, we're all doing the same thing. Okay. Over and over and over and over and over. I don't give a fuck if I see person A or person B do it. It doesn't mean anything to me. I, I'd rather watch... I'd rather look at funny memes. I I am a meme whore. I, I'm yeah. not one for TikTok anymore. I, I honestly, when it first came out, I was like into it. I was like, oh my God, this is fucking hilarious. Especially some of the nurse ones. They're fucking hilarious. Yeah. But um, I'm all about a good meme. Yeah. I mean. Maybe that's be- maybe a, this I'm is like for me. Memes, yeah, same. Obviously. Same. And here's the thing. I don't I find myself doing this now more recently that I'm like getting older and approaching 30 that I feel like. Um, the things 
I feel like I'm that old person that's like, that's not funny. Or like, these yeah. youngins nowadays, I, like, I can't what even. Is, I'm like, it's just What dumb. is going on? Yeah, I feel like the younger generation is just so thoroughly entertained by things that I'm just kind of like blown away by. I'm like, how is that even entertaining or funny? I don't, I don't get it. This is no Boy Meets World. What is this even about? I Boy mean, Meets World tackled the real problems. Where's Topanga when you need her? Amen. Amen. I need interpretive dance. Well, anyways, thank you for listening to the Bro Nurse Podcast. Um, this episode is brought to you by Dr. Squash Soaps. They keep you crispy clean. And if you've got a stinky man in your life, we've talked about this before, you got to get up on there, order some soaps. We have a discount code. And once again, I don't even know what the code is, but I'm going to figure it out. We'll post it up with the episode. Thanks for listening. That's right. Bring